This is Joe Burns. And Chad P. Hey, thanks for listening to the Rock School Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5. And Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School radio show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Maybe get a blister on your little finger. Yeah. Maybe get a blister on your thumb. And Chad P. I got a stapler right here. No. And I think that it would no. just just to go well, that we could see what, no. it, what it might be like. No. Class is in. This is Rock School on the Rock School Radio Show, Network Show, Network Show, Network. Uh, my name is Joe Burns, a professor here on the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. Uh, who are you over there, kiddo? Uh, what you you bring a six pack with you to the show today? Got a little diet tea. Oh, trying diet to tea. trying Very to cut nice. down on the carbs. Oh yeah, because uh, you have a, an announcement for us all pretty soon. Pretty uh, soon. Yeah, we're not going to say it just yet. But uh, what is it? Let me look at the dates here. Three more to go. Yep. Three more to go. Three so, more to go. Uh, this is three, then two, then one, and then uh, an actually announcement. When are you going to actually announce it? This show, next show, or the final show? Probably next show. Uh, next show. Yeah. Okay. So I may have tipped it just a little bit there. I like suspense. Suspense. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's suspenseful. It is. You've suspended us all. So, hey, uh, gosh, I don't know about doing this topic today, Why? but it's, Why, uh, we should have done this at Halloween. But uh, this is one of those topics. I, I bring topics to chat. I normally come in with two or three shows and I say, we got this, we got this, and we got this. And, and usually they have to do with guitar and yeah, I just throw those out the door. Sure, they're gone. Uh, I did actually come in with two about guitar today. Mm-hmm. I have this book called The Official Punk Rock Book of Lists by Amy Wallace and Handsome Dick Manitoba. And we don't do enough punk shows. We've been told that by numerous people. So I have here a punk show. However, it's the weirdest punk show around. And uh, you may not want to be, I don't know, eating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, having lunch. Yeah, man, dinner, come on, just throw snack. it out there. Throw okay. it out there. Uh, there's a list inside of this uh, punk rock book of lists called the 13 Punk Self Mutilators. These are guys that I don't know. Is this just? Is this just? I don't know. Punk alone? Do you know any other? form of music where people cut themselves or hurt themselves on purpose? Yeah. What? What form of music? Bubblegum teeny boppers. Is that true? Yeah. Justin Timberlake comes out and sticks a knife right in his throat? The girls. What? Demi Demi Lovato. They do it in private. They don't do it on stage. But yeah, this is really. Not, oh, this is not uncommon at all. Well, I know Britney Spears goes nuts and shaves her head and uh, bashes herself into cars. No, but that's man, Britney I'm Spears. telling you, the young girls. I'm telling you, there's Weird, there's something man. going on. Where have you been? I apparently in a garage in Buffalo because <laughs> I've I've missed it completely. But it seems to me that this is just something that goes on in punk. At least it goes on a great deal in punk. A lot of people, they, they hurt themselves, mm-hmm. and they do it in concert. Yep. And it's something people look forward to mm-hmm. when you go to see a punk band in concert, or at least the, the, the 70s and 80s punk bands, would would hurt themselves. And if they didn't hurt themselves, if they weren't bleeding by the end of the concert, 
you weren't happy. It's like <laughs> you didn't get your money's worth. Yeah, we want blood. Right. So we're going to talk about some of these guys. Henry Rollins is going to come up a few times. Come on. I didn't so, know Henry Rollins did that. Oh, yeah. When he was with Black Flag, uh-huh. he used to keep a journal. In fact, he's published these journals. And I'll give a, 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 a not-so-bad one to start off the show, and we'll play some Black Flag. But he... I don't know that I don't know that Iggy Pop knew he was in a competition with Henry Rollins, <laughs> but Henry Rollins sure was in a competition with Iggy Pop. And there's a great story about when the two of them toured for a while together. Yeah, that it, it, it it's it's one of these things where there's a stage persona, uh-huh. and then there's the persona off stage. Sure, sure. And it's a story that was related to me, and I'll tell it to you in the first break. Henry Rollins used to roll around on stage in broken glass. And here's the thing. When you used to hear about these things, oh, it's a trick. Oh, it's something on stage. No, no, it's not. Take a look at Iggy Pop's body today. Uh It's covered in scars because of what he used to do. Same with Rollins. Mm -hmm. So he used to roll around in broken glass when he was with Black Flag. He also used to tear up his chest with broken glass. Furthermore... He used to feel that it helped his performance if he had blood flying from him. Mm. He said it, quote, helped him to get perspective. That's straight from one of his diaries. He broke his wrist twice against an audience member's head. The first time by accident, he was just sort of fist bumping. The second time when he attacked a fan. What's interesting is he asked if he could attack the fan. Excuse me, you. Right. You in the purple. Just that. Can I come over there and beat on you? Can I fight you? Yeah. Wham. Broke his wrist. Idiot. Here is Rise Above. It's Black Flag as we talk about these people in punk that just, as part of their show, hurt themselves. And we're going to talk about a couple of performance artists a little later on. Mm -hmm. They went around with punk people and asked if they could do their performance art, and their performance art was beating the crap out of themselves. (laughs) Dead serious. We'll tell you about it a little later on. Here is Black Flag, Rise Above on Rock School. Performance art or anything. I got really? some. I got some weapons at the house that I can. <laughs> I can help out with that. I got to tell you, I wouldn't do half of this stuff. I, you know, I I enjoy playing music, but no, you know, we got to cut ourselves. No, no, no we don't. No, you we guys don't. have a nice time, right? No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know, if I'm playing football and right. I and I maybe fall down and get a little, nice little scrape or whatever, I, I'll wear that as a battle scar. Sure, but I'm not going to go in and say, all right, hold on, let me just go ahead and get a right. little, little scrape on my elbow to start off. Maybe get a blister on your little finger. Yeah. Maybe get a blister on your thumb. Oh, that's, that's the extent that, of it that, right that's there. That's all I'm doing. All right, let me tell you about these two guys that were the performance artists. They were called the Kipper Kids, and you can see them. They're they're still actually a, a performance artist group. I uh-huh. hate to say it again, but go to Wikipedia, uh-huh. and there they will be. And, and they'll be starring in the upcoming sequel to Jackass. That is a matter of fact. And they're standing, the picture you see of them is standing with their, their fists in the boxing position. Mm-hmm. They were opening for the Sex Pistols, were the Kipper Kids. By the way, both named Harry. (laughs) Harry Kipper, right? I'm sure what that means. According to a book called England's Dreaming, Uh the basic gist of the, and was the opening act for the Sex Pistols, Mm -hmm. the basic gist was there was one boxer, Harry, Mm. both named Harry, (laughs) and one referee. Harry. And the idea was that Harry, the boxer, and they switched off each night, Mm -hmm. the boxer would box himself. 
and the punching would be in the face as hard as possible, and the performance would not end until Harry Kipper, the boxer, knocked himself out. And it was about as bloody a sight as you could get. This can't, that was the opening act. This can't be real. Once again, I'm thinking the same thing. This has got to be some kind of a, a bit. Yeah. There's got to be blood packets in the, the boxing glove. There's yeah. got to He's got to have blood packets in his mouth that he bites and stuff comes out. According to those that saw it, according to this book, England's Dreaming, this is, is not a bit. They The guy would literally beat himself into submission, and mm. the person who was playing the referee would count him out. Out. See, if he was smart, <laughs> if he was smart, he would go to some bookies and say, what, right. do, you th- what do you think tonight, boys? Sure. Second round, third the round. On it. And of course, then out would come the, I, I guess, the Sex Pistols and play the great rock and roll swindle. And it would sound like this. I'm not Sex Pistols, great rock and roll swindle here on Rock School. You might be uh, hurting some of our listeners out there. No, I got to tell you. We have a lot of punk rock fans who may not know that some of their favorite artists do stuff like this. Oh, yeah. I know Philip Colwart listens to us all the time, and he's a big Iggy Pop fan. Oh, he had to know this. Huh? He had to know this. This is what Iggy Pop does. Belinda Carlisle is a, you know outside of exposing himself. Belinda Carlisle, the lead singer of the Go-Go's. Uh-huh. I know the Go-Go's are cutesy and pop and vacation, Ollie, everyone. She was a huge punk fan mm-hmm. before going into the music industry herself, and she stated it was a performance by Gigi Pop where he crowd-walked. He didn't crowd-surf. He didn't lie on his back uh-huh. and have him do it. He crowd-walked. I mean, literally foot, 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 and they held him up okay. by his feet. And there was one where he, he cut himself and then rubbed peanut butter into his chest. What? She specifically stated it was that concert, and I don't remember the date, but you know they know the concert she was at where he cut himself and then you know, peanut butter all over his chest, and she stated, that's it. That's what I want to do. And it sort of pushed her to become a, a professional musician. You know, how did it go from that to the Go-Go's, our lips are sealed? Yeah. <laughs> how did it make that jump? So it, Iggy Pop. Let's talk about Iggy Pop. He was known, again, hacking at himself, mm-hmm. putting out cigarettes on his arms. Mm-hmm. I mean, did it in front of everybody. Took the cigarette, took the smoke, and put it out on his on his arm. Rolled in glass. Same thing with, you know, with, again, we're going to talk about it here in a little bit. Henry Rollins and this little competition that, I don't know that Iggy Pop knew he was in the competition, but Rollins sure as heck knew he was in the competition. Uh. And peanut butter. He would cover himself in peanut butter. One of them... That, that Pop did one night before an L.A. gig, he announced he was going to kill himself at the end of the act. Come on, he wasn't going to, but that was the announcement that he was going to do it. At the finale, he got out a butcher knife and carved up his chest. I mean, look at him today. What? Find a picture of himself with his, with his shirt off. He's got scars from all of these things that he did. But he got out a butcher knife to carve up his chest, and the people that were running the venue got scared to death and sent up the security guards <laughs> to get him and got him up. I, you know, come on, he wasn't going to do it. And, you know, maybe there could be a scientific explanation for all of this. He's nuts? No, 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 no. Not I don't think he's nuts. No, I, I saw a special it, one time on a guy that got struck by lightning, <laughs> and he doesn't feel any pain. Oh, I bet he feels the pain. I'll bet he does. I think it just moves him forward in the performance. 
some people have that. Some people think the, the pain helps them and the pain, their, their endorphins, their dopamine, the whatever other amines that is inside the body, <laughs> it, it's, it's something that they, in performance, they can handle it. it they're so adrenalized to, uh, to be able to extend and, and hold the pain. Mm-hmm. But I, not me, man. Oh, no, I'm a wimp. Yo, me too. Not me. I get a paper cut. I run around in a circle for an hour going, pow, 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 Here you go. Stooges. Search and destroy right here in Roscoe. Okay, first break here on Rock School. Now, this is not going to be a show all about Henry Rollins and Iggy Pop. But, in fact, here, I'll give you another piece of information. This is also from Black Flag. Greg Ginn, the guitarist, uh-huh. used to play so hard that he would cut his hands and cut his uh, cut his body parts off of the strings on the guitar. Mm-hmm. He would sweat and bleed into the guitar, and it would short-circuit it. Mm-hmm. So he resolved the problem by turning up the volume knob to 10 and installing a waterproof switch and then soldering it in place at 10. There you go. There's another person. But... Uh, I wanna, you know, you could just play softer. <laughs> no, I, not, in, not in punk. But we're going to get off of Henry Rollins. We're going to get off of Iggy Pop. But here's a great story between the two of them that I heard. Okay. The concept of what do you like on stage? What do you like off stage? Mm-hmm. Rollins was sort of in this fight with Iggy Pop. I don't think Iggy Pop knew he was in the fight. <laughs> but Rollins was opening for the Stooges yeah. or Iggy Pop. Sure. And he was going to just blow him off the stage, mm-hmm. you know? So he and his band Rollins went out there and just like crazy. And he comes off stage and looked at Iggy Pop. This, this story was related to me. Comes up, looks at Iggy Pop. What'd you think of that? And there's Iggy Pop with like a, a, a cup of tea. Well, now, that was a fantastic performance there, Henry. You did a wonderful job. Just, it's sort of this, it's off stage. Did a wonderful job. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. rearranged the stage and all that kind of stuff. And Iggy Pop went out and just blew the place away. <laughs> just, I mean, just this unbelievable human being. <laughs> and came off the stage and never said a word to yeah. Henry Rollins. Nothing. It's not like he was awesome. I, just nothing. Next night, Rollins, I'm gonna he goes out there and there's like potted plants. He's, he takes a potted plant, he busts it over his head, and he's it comes off stage, looks at Iggy Pop, and there's Iggy Pop with the same, you know, cup of tea. Well, that was a fantastic job, Henry. Thank you. You did a wonderful <laughs> job opening for it. And, and every probably, night it was yeah. that same thing. And it's and probably making just, <laughs> and it's making Henry probably angrier and angrier and angrier. <laughs> you got to wonder, did Iggy do that on purpose? Did he know that he was trying to destroy him? Or was that just Iggy offstage and Iggy on stage? Because I've seen Iggy Pop interviewed, and you'd, you'd think he's... You know, you've seen Iggy Pop on stage. Sure. And you see him interviewed, and he's like, well, right. And you see him off stage. Well, I believe that the way things are today. Who are you? Because <laughs> every time Rollins would come off stage, there he is, cup of tea. Right. Well, that was a fine job. Thank you for opening for us. And you know that had to just eat. Oh, Andy it did. Rollins Absolutely. Alive. I bet he went backstage and destroyed a dressing room and. Sure. You gotta wonder, did he do it on purpose, or was it just just him? If he did, he's a genius. Thank you for opening for us, young man. I thought yeah, you did really. a phenomenal job. Thank Jeez you very much. Him. And then went and blew him off the stage uh-huh. every night. Fantastic. Hello, KLSU. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. What do you think about all this violence? Uh, well, it's, it, it's not my cup of tea, but hey, yay, look at you. Thank you very much. Get us on uh, the Facebook radio show computer. 
thing. Wow. Search uh, Rock School Radio wow. Show and like us. You really like us. Uh, back and after in a minute. That. Yeah, it didn't go well. Uh, back in a minute, we're going to talk about somebody who really likes their eggs with the uh, stuff. Ooh, yuck. Back in a minute. Tell you about it. Rock School. <laughs> Coming out of the break, I promised you a story about uh, eggs. So, again, if you're eating, you may want to stop. Sid Vicious. Sex Pistols. Right. You can imagine this guy likes to do a lot of stuff to himself. Uh, He was a a heroin addict, so he could probably take the pain. Mm -hmm. This story comes from photographer Bob Gruen, who traveled across America on the Pistols bus. They stopped for breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Sid Vicious and Bob are sitting at a table, Mm -hmm. and the woman brings, you know, the breakfast, Mm -hmm. and it's your basic American breakfast, eggs, bacon, pancakes, that kind of thing. And they're sitting there eating. No problem. A big, giant guy who's apparently a trucker, there with his family, and he uh, is looking over and looking over and looking over and looking over, and they're waiting for a problem to occur. Well, Mm. finally the guy gets up, and, oh, God, here we go, and bad things are going to happen. Guy walks over, and according to Bob, says, quote, you're vicious, huh? You're not so tough. Let's see you do this. Guy pulls out a cigarette, yeah. lights it, and then puts it out on his arm. Okay. And Sid Vicious doesn't even blink. Sid replies, can I hurt myself? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, I can hurt myself. Goes into his back pocket, pulls out a switchblade knife, flicks it open, sticks it right through his hand. What? Sticks it right through his hand, according to Bob. Now, I'm sure the story's been embellished. Maybe he just <laughs> cut himself. According to Bob, sticks it right through his hand, pulls it back out, and then makes a fist so the blood drips off of his hand yeah. right into his own eggs. Yeah. And then continues to eat his eggs. Right. To sort of, I know. I know. I know. That's why I said you might want to stop eating. What? The big giant guy, who's apparently a trucker, mm-hmm. stood there in horror, and then Sid just kind of looks up at him and goes, like that? <laughs> I went, collected his family, and left the place. So there you go. (laughs) Here's Liar by the Sex Pistols. Not that that's a lie, (laughs) but Sex Pistols on Rock School. school aren't you glad this runs in the afternoon no rather than in the stuff, morning dude. no more gross stuff no more gross stuff that really was the grossest story i had well they're all gross but if on levels of gross that was sort of a Talk nine food on the yeah Scoville no, no, don't, don't include food yeah no more food do i have any food da, 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 da. i got people biting each other How that's okay that? that's that, all right that's not food no that's zombie stuff that's okay very good uh we're gonna come out of this break with adam ant as an adam and the ants huh you know, he's he's kind of cutesy when you when you think about it. Goody two shoes, goody goody two shoes, dressed up like a pirate. Uh-huh. He was a real punk rocker before doing all of that. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a real pirate. He was a real <laughs> punk rocker before doing all of that. So I'll tell you about him just a little bit. Right. But first, seven days, seventy seconds. Let's deal with these dates: November twelfth, all the way through November eighteenth. Chad has Monday go. November twelfth, nineteen seventy. The Doors made their final appearance with Jim Morrison, and that was in the Big Easy. Right here, uh, New Orleans, November. 13th, 1968, Beatles animated movie Yellow Submarine premieres right here in the good old USA. November 14th in the year 2000, Marilyn Manson's album Holy Wood came out. 
A lot of the retail stores banned the original cover because it showed him in chains. Yeah. So then he re-released it with himself crucified. Oh, yeah. And they took that one. Oh, that's good. Much better. <laughs> Much better. Uh, November 15th, 1990, Frank Farian, he was the producer of Millie Vanilli. He publicly admits that Fab and Rob never sang a note on the Millie Vanilli album and lip-synced themselves in concert. Actually, it was a recording, and he was just mouthing that testimony. Was it? That's what it was. Wow, that's a long way to go to say something. <laughs> November 16th, 1998, Kmart launches an online music store called Music Favorites. You know, a lot of people did that back then. A lot of places sort of embraced what music was going to be. Mm -hmm. It was the record companies that disallowed it. Mm. A lot of retailers said, you know, okay, however you want to buy the music, yeah. we'll provide it. Yep. All you, you know, fine, great. It was the company that, that owned the, the copyrights that said no. Well, people tried like crazy. You want to buy it this way? Fine. <laughs> no, we'll take it. Somebody's got to complain. I know. November 17, 1974, ABBA begins their first world tour outside of Sweden. And then finally, on November 18, 1972, Danny Witten, former member of Neil Young's Crazy Horse, dies in Los Angeles of a heroin overdose, needle and the damage done. Okay, let's talk Adam and the Ant as we get back to Punk Rock Book of Lists by Amy Wallace and Handsome Dick Manitoba. Great book, by the way. If you can get your hands on a copy of it, great, great book. In 1977, filmmaker Derek Jarman, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, creates a punk film called Jubilee, mm -hmm. in which Adam and the Ant kind of stars. Uh, okay. He's in it a great deal. Gotcha. In one of the scenes, he's seen walking along the street... He doesn't have a shirt on, yeah. and on his back is written the F word. Okay. Now, Derek, the director, thinks it's written in eyeliner, <sighs> so he gets up on it. It is not. It's carved in his back with a razor blade. What? Right. He had somebody carved in his back. Why? Why? Well, we just played Sid Vicious as yeah. part of you know as part of the uh, Sex Pistols. Why? Sid Vicious, and we may tell this story a little later on. Sid Vicious needed a fix, mm -hmm. and he was being held back by members and people who wanted to make sure that the uh, that the Sex Pistols toured correctly because he was constantly shooting. Mm -hmm. So what he did is he took a knife and he carved "Give me a fix" into his chest. Shut up! Really hoping to find a sympathetic fan. <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> what Adam Ant did was wanted to be much like why this is somebody you'd emulate <laughs> wanted to be much like vicious so he had somebody take a razor blade and carve the f word into his back you know if you wanted a fix a, yeah. sim a simple written request a note would work you're not dealing with a, a person whose cheese is quite centered perfectly on his ah, you said you wouldn't mention food anymore ah, my apologies so here you go adam ant stand and deliver right here on stand and deliver Stand and deliver, Adam Ant. Let's talk Shane McGowan of the Pogues. I got a couple here that's uh, kind of hard to separate from one another, but I'll try. This comes from Shane McGowan's book. Uh, it's called A Drink with Shane McGowan. He was dating a young lady called Shane, or Shani, I guess. His name is Shane. Hers is spelled S-H-A-N-N-E. Hmm. So it may also be Shane as well. I'm Could not be. sure how to Could pronounce be. it. Okay. He was dancing with her yeah. while they were listening to The Clash. Okay. And they decided that it would be good to prove their love to one another by biting one another. 
So what they, I told you I had something about two people biting. Mm. So they decided to get drunk as anything and bite each other down each other's arms. Okay. So they would sort of tattoo one another down the arms. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they bit and bit and bit and bit and bit until it bled all the way down the arms. So he now has sort of bite tattoos down one of his arms, and so does she. Right. Until she decided she had enough, and she crashed a bottle and then cut his ear. <laughs> okay. A simple stop would be nice. That's one. Here's the second one. It says here, a totally unrelated incident. He, Shane McGowan, was dancing with another young lady named Jane. Mm-hmm. Jane said it would be fun if they both got broken bottles and cut each other while they were dancing to some band. It doesn't say which one they were doing. So they were both inflicting pain on one another while they were dancing to some band. And according to Shane, uh, he thought it was fun that she was carving him up with a broken bottle. <laughs> That's what it says right here. This is from his book, A Drink with Shane McGowan. Uh-huh. Uh, and according to Shane, they were biting each other very hard as well on the arms, the shoulders, and the neck. Finally, this young lady got so excited that she slashed her wrists with the bottle and had to be taken away to the hospital. Are you kidding me? Wow. I mean, what kind of world do you live in that this is a decision that you make? I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I I might buy you a drink, but that would be about it. So here's a pair of brown eyes, Pogues with the Shane, the Biter McGowan out front. Here you go, Rock School. What summer evening drunk? Okay, I found it's second break, by the way. I found the Sid Vicious story. Okay. Uh, this is where he carved Gimme a Fix into his chest. It says here the pistols were on a tour of uh, the American South during which Sid rode on a bus with Johnny Rotten and mm-hmm. some bikers right. whose job it was to keep Sid off dope. The rest of the band flew from gig to gig. Uh, Sid was experiencing terrible heroin withdrawal during the journey. In desperation, he slashed this plea across his already mutilated chest in hopes of meeting a sympathetic fan. It wasn't until reaching San Francisco that he managed to give his minders the slip and then OD. Um, so you know, you now go. that I think about it, I guess it makes sense because if you'd have written it on a piece of paper, they'd right. have just found it, tore it up, and thrown it away. Sure. What are they going to do it. if it's written on your body? I know, and it's 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 been there. And you've seen that that famous picture of him where he's had a hot dog mm-hmm. and he's smeared the mustard all over his face, and he's got the button that says "I'm a mess." Yeah. And this guy was destined to to go away. Come December. I'm also going to do a uh, a show all about the death of Nancy Spungen because mm-hmm. she died in December. Right, right. And right. I have a, a documentary, Who Killed Nancy? Really good. I mean, really well done. It's not just a, you know, blah, blah, blah out there. But mm-hmm. I see, I, I just don't understand the, the concept. The one thing that seems to be sort of akin to all of these is... The lasting effect of it, showing mm-hmm. off the scars, sure. and that's that is sort of the the scene from Jaws where they're showing off who's who's done more. Now I've broken five bones, I've had over 150 st- stitches in my life. Oh yeah, and it it I guess that every so often I show them off. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I and do. I'm, I do. Anytime we're talking about like, oh, I've cut myself before. I was like, Luke, look, and I'll show you this. You see that right yeah. there? That's a that's a five stitch scar from when I accidentally stabbed my wrist with a box cutter. Nice job. It was an accident. I was working at a greenhouse. Would you have ever done it on purpose? No, though? no, I've never done it on yeah. purpose. I don't know if you can see it. See that little white line? No, I don't see that. Well, that started right there, <laughs> and that ended there. Nice. It took about 70 to close it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I was throwing broken bottles against a wall as a stupid little kid. Right. And, you know, would I have ever done that on purpose? God, no. Well, some people actually do it so that they can tell the stories like that, instead of just yeah. saying, like, oh, I accidentally put a knife in my wrist. Yeah. Some people do it on purpose. Right. I put out a cigarette on my leg one time only because I dropped it and then <laughs> slapped it with my hand. Yeah. And I got to tell you what, that hurt like nobody's business. <laughs> I was wearing shorts and gah, slap, slap, mm-hmm. slap. You know, got a nice little circle there. It's funny when people like us who have like no pain tolerance at none. all talk about our scars. Because yeah, I'll tell you, I'll wear this scar proudly. But at the time, I literally thought I was going to die. Oh, me too. Me too. Like, this is it. This is it. I'm going to die on top of a greenhouse with no ladder. My my life is coming to an end right here. You got it. I'm the guy that watches, like you mentioned earlier, the jackass films. Mm -hmm. I watch them with my hands over my eyes (laughs) and sort of looking through the the, the holes in the fingers and such. Oh, bad. Hello there, uh, Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. Does anybody over there do this kind of silly stuff? i got to believe somebody does. The world's the same all the way over. It's just we call the hamburgers at McDonald's different things. That's right. WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin, they don't use knives. They use cheese. (laughs) That's right, Dave. Very hard cheese to cut through the burgers. Uh, back in a minute on Roxicle. Okay, this story is about another guy from the group Suicide. His name's Alan Vega. He used to beat himself senseless on his own head. Mm-hmm. It's according to Joe Strummer. Joe Strummer said he saw this group, Suicide and Alan Vega, playing at the Music Machine in Camden Town, London. Yeah. All right. Okay. Somebody threw a bottle at Alan Vega and missed him. (laughs) Vega stops the song, goes back, gets the bottle, starts to berate the fan for missing him. (laughs) Yells at the guy. Yell, you can't throw anything. F word, F word, F word. You know, middle finger, two fingers because they're in London. You can't throw anything. Took the bottle by the neck and then smashed it over his own head two or three times until it finally shattered. Nice. I I guess. And the band's called Suicide. Mm. So there you go. There you go. Hey, yeah. Here's Rocket USA. Suicide on Rock School. I got an idea. Do it. I got a stapler right here. No. And I think that it would no. just just to, to that we could see what no. it, what it might be like. No. You sure? Yes. How's okay. that for an answer? Let me give you one more little thing about Iggy Pop here. Apparently, during his big time on the Sunset Strip, he decided to do a, a quick performance piece where he asked to be put in a gunny sack, dragged off stage through the audience in the club and into the gutters of Sunset Boulevard. Okay. The people he asked to do this dragged him out, kicked him in the bag, and then dumped him into the street. Iggy named this piece Murder of a Virgin. Ah! How about that? All right, we're going to end up with one more. This guy's named Darby Crash. He's from the Germs. This all comes from the book We Got the Neutron Bomb, okay? 
Darby Crash was playing in San Francisco, and he knew that Sid Vicious was in the audience. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he ran out on stage, played one song, grabbed glass full of booze, down the whole thing, and then carved a circle in his chest. Okay. Why does everyone want to do that? Because Sid Vicious, man. Apparently. If Sid Vicious was in here, you'd let me do the stapler thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd let you do it. Mm -hmm. you've, you've got the pronouns correct. You've got the pronouns correct. <laughs> you let me do it to you. Yeah, after I after the fight, I gotta tell you. Uh, one more about Darby Crash. Again, from We Got the Neutron Bomb, the book We Got the Neutron Bomb. Darby Crash in order to become part of the germs burn mm -hmm. group, you had to have a burn put on you from having a cigarette put out on you. So apparently I'm in the group because I dropped a cigarette <laughs> on myself when yeah. I was an idiot. Uh, germ burns were inflicted with a lit cigarette, it says here. You were supposed to get one from somebody who had one, mm -hmm. sort of letting the spider web go out and out and out. Sure. The purpose was that if you had it, and apparently you got it in a specific place, too. Uh, Pat Smear, who's now playing rhythm guitar for Dave Grohl, uh -huh. says he has one. And, quote, the idea was of something to be permanent so that in 10 years, when this was all over, you could be at a supermarket and some lady would be giving you your change. You'd see the burn and... You'd make the connection. Oh, okay. So there you go. Get your burn and be part of the Darby Crash germ burn group there. Would you like one? Uh, no, because no? down here, if yes. I'm getting changed back and they see a burn mark on me, they say, wow, you're an idiot. You burned yourself with a cigarette. Right. Or they start calling the cops and asking why you're buying those little red pills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, right. And that wraps that uh, one up. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Yep. Uh, we're going to finish up with uh, the germs. So my name is Joe Burns. Chad P. And that does it. Glasses dismissed. Let's have breakfast. Thank you.